You're listening to the Per Service Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Per Service Podcast. This is a show about life in the performing arts. And this is a little bit different of a show uh, because it's just me today. All our other co-hosts are, we're taking a couple weeks off to get ready for some great content in this fall. So if this is your first time listening to the show, I suggest that you go back and check out some of our previous episodes to kind of get a sense of uh, what we're really doing here. But we also wanted to just say thank you so much for listening. Uh, Your support just means the world to us and we appreciate all your comments and reviews that you've left. This has kind of been a new venture for us and we didn't really know if classical musicians listen to podcasts or if they know how to find them. So it's uh, great that you are technologically advanced enough to find it and subscribe and we really appreciate you being here with us. We really just couldn't do this without you. And so this summer, our co-hosts, uh, Anna Luce, Jess Wiersma, and Christian Marshall, and myself, I'm Michael Giblin. Our schedules were all kind of out of alignment, and so uh, I've just arrived actually at the Masterworks Festival, where I'll be teaching for two weeks in the orchestra program. Uh, some of the other co-hosts, we are traveling and going to other music festivals and visiting friends and family. So we hope you'll join us in just a couple weeks when we pick back up in full steam. And maybe you're doing a music festival this summer, or working with a famous teacher or um, you know playing some great chamber music at a at a camp and that's I just think there are fantastic opportunities to continue studying during the summer but no I mean not everybody is fortunate enough for it doesn't make sense financially to go to a festival and I still think you can get a lot accomplished during the summer and it's a great it's a great chance to maybe work on some repertoire that you've always wanted to play but never had time to really uh, focus on it. Or maybe there's uh, another instrument that you're sort of always curious to try to learn how to play. I did this a couple summers. Um, you know, I, I didn't have a camp that I was going to go to. Or, and, and it was hard to kind of make the switch from being a camper or being a student to finding festivals that pay you to attend or perform or that will pay you to teach. So it's a it's a difficult transition if you're in that period. I I understand what it's what it's like. There were some summers where I just had to get a job and work during the summer. And uh, you know, a couple summers I worked at my parents' uh, gas station. I was like uh, selling, you know, uh, working the cashier and selling cigarettes and car washes. It wasn't very glamorous, and especially I would see pictures of my friends on uh, Facebook, and they were out hiking in Aspen. And uh, you know, it's it's easy to get discouraged by that. But I think you can do a lot just where you are and choosing to, you know, motivate yourself because, and that's, it's sort of a a little glimpse into what life is like after school, that no one is holding your feet to the flame, that you're going to have a lesson. And so you sort of have to motivate yourself and decide what it is you want to work on and uh, what you want to do. And so it's, it's a lot of fun times when there's a little bit less pressure. And I, I think that's, that's the great thing about summers. I have a quick story I wanted to share with you before I leave you. And that is about the best worst lesson I ever had. And this happened when I, I was in my, I believe I was in my junior year at Carnegie Mellon. And I, I was really, you know, insecure about my playing my first couple of years. And because there were just, just phenomenal students in my studio. And I, you know, I knew I was not at that level. And so I had, I worked really hard my, my first two years. Um, you know, I was just pretty much 
regularly in the practice rooms, almost four hours, almost every day. And of course, I miss days here and there, and not every day was four hours. But I really wanted to push myself and really wanted to improve. And, and I did. And starting around my junior year, I started to kind of ease off the gas. I started to get comfortable and I was starting to build a good relationship with my teacher and we were comfortable joking around and I knew I could sort of get away with a few things. Um, if like in a lesson, I didn't really have that much to practice. I knew that if I started talking about food or like which restaurants were good in town, I knew that we could derail the lesson and we could kind of waste a lot of time if I didn't really have anything to play. I know looking back, it's a terrible waste of time, but so something happened in that my junior year, I started not really practicing as seriously as, as I used to. And I went into a lesson one day I was playing the, I think the first movement of the Bach B minor partita. And I kind of just, you know, skated my way through it and it wasn't very good. And when I was finished, my teacher just kind of looked at me and he just, it was just kind of just sat there in silence for a minute and was like, He's like, Michael, what do you want me to tell you? I was like, well, what? I mean, he's like, he's like, this, this was just, this was barely better than sight reading, Michael. And I was like, oh yeah, I know. Um, well, I, I know I just need to practice some more. And he said, well, he's like, do you have any like questions about how, how to, what you need to do here? And I was just like, no, I just, I just haven't been putting in the time to practice. Like I know that I, I need to practice more. And he was like, well, maybe you should go do that. And he kicked me out. I had played maybe five minutes and we talked for another five minutes. And, uh, my total lesson time was maybe 15 minutes and, and I, and he left and I, I left and, uh, I had tremendous respect for my teacher. And so it was re- it was just absolutely devastating to get kicked out of this, out of the lesson because I had just utterly, you know, made a mess of what I was playing and, and I had, you know, I was losing uh, all the respect and trust that I had built up those first two years. And it was really a turning point in, I think in my time there that, I realized that I was really responsible for my progress and that, I mean, he could have told me a hundred things to do differently. You know, I had kind of been going into start, I had started going into lessons thinking like, oh, I'll just wait for him to spoon feed me all these great ideas and all these, uh, you know, the, the right bowings and fingerings to use and, and the right musical phrasing. I'll just wait for him to show it to me. And I had, and I was not putting in any effort to, to figure it out on my own. And that lesson was, uh, one of the times that the light bulb really went off. And I have to say, this isn't a great technique to use on all your students or, uh, there, there was a special, I think, relationship and a time that he knew that I used to work hard and that I was capable of doing much more than I was currently doing. And he knew that I was, you know, probably in a good enough place where I, what I really needed was a, you know, I needed to get my butt kicked. And I don't think, you know, if it, I don't think it's a great thing to do in any situation. Um, I think you have to really know what your, if you're, what your student could, could handle. And what I remember the most from the lesson was this sort of idea that you can't steer a parked car. 
But even if it's rolling in a little bit of a direction, you can start to adjust where it's going. And for me, I was a little bit of a parked car. I came in and was just kind of playing some notes just very poorly and it wasn't really going anywhere. And I think, yes, he could, my teacher could have told me, oh, you need to look at the phrasing and you need to do this and you need to do that and you need to go here and you're playing, you're playing this out of tune. And there were like hundreds of things that he could have told me, but I wasn't even rolling it at all. I wasn't, I wasn't putting in the effort. And so it's a lot harder, I think, to choose where you want to go if you're not going anywhere. And this maybe has some other broader uh, applications that you could um, think about in, in terms of if you're thinking about what you're going to do next and if what, where you want to go, if you want to go to school, or if you want to start working, that when you're just stalled and don't, aren't moving in any direction, it's hard to choose any direction. But once you start moving in some direction, it's a lot easier to sort of uh, start to maneuver and adjust slightly and see if that's actually where you want to go. So I hope you uh, found some encouragement from my embarrassing stories. Uh, Again, we are the Per Service Podcast at perservice.co. And you can find us on Instagram at Per Service Podcast. And just, again, I'd like to say thank you guys so much for listening. You guys are awesome. Continue to keep getting out there and doing what you're doing. Be well and practice well.